G'day and welcome to Electronic Music Man. I'm James Locksmith. My guest on today's episode from Brooklyn, New York is Aaron Schultz, aka DJ DRM founder, co-president, A&R manager for Bastard Jazz Recordings and label manager for Nicodemus's Wonder Wheel Recordings. Man of many hats, he's traveled the world playing records as a DJ, also hunting for the finest alternative electronic music, indie and global sounds for two of New York's longest running boutique labels. He's shared the DJ booth with the likes of Q-Tip, Questlove, Quantic, Peanut Butter Wolf, um, holding residencies across from LA over to DC and New York. He continues to tour the world um, through Asia, Europe, Middle East, and the US while running these labels. Aaron, you've been responsible for discovering and introducing new music from the likes of Captain Planet, Lord Echo, The Goods, Be Bravo, Nick Wisdom, Alsara and the Nubatones and so much more. Um, independent record labels have been expected to have been hit hard during COVID-19. However, Bandcamp and other platforms, vinyl sales have risen and vinyl pressing plants are still pressing. Your music palette is clearly defined through your label management and A&R expertise. Your slow methodical approach to label business growth has proven itself to be a winning strategy. Today, we're going to discuss spiritual practice and meditation with your work and personal life, why COVID-19 has improved sales, um, expanding on your methods and ethos around both labels, uh, your A&R process, and uh, what are some of the actions and steps you're focusing on right now for the labels. Aaron Schultz, DRM, welcome to Electronic Music Man. I'm really excited to have you here today. Um, I've always been fascinated and interested to learn more about your work ethics and practices, so welcome. Thank you, James. It's great to be here, and I'm excited to dive into these topics with you. Thanks for inviting me. Awesome. When when was it um, exactly when you when you when it hit you? Uh, to withdraw from from uh, DJing and and like you know I would when I, yeah. I would say it was sometime around my early thirties. Um, I I had okay. kind of actually maybe into my mid thirties. I I had kind of like built up an image for myself that my life was going to take me on a trajectory where I would be globe trotting around the world i would be representing this small label called bastard jazz which releases a couple of things every 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 year and um you know i did that i did that for many years um uh the money was never uh incredible um the gigs were great of course but you know um i didn't see kind of a forward trajectory there for me and I also just, you know, um, kind of, kind of just got sick of the lifestyle. Just, just all, the, all the booze, all the drugs. Just like, you know, really, mm. just that, that party every single night lifestyle. Waking up with a huge hangover and like running to the airport and like going to Bratislava, <laughs> you know, or going to Moscow and like, and like, you know, while there is like glamour in that whole kind of globetrotting DJ thing, a lot of it's a slog. A lot of it is mm. just like, you know, you're alone, you're dragging your shit for the airport, you feel like crap. And, um, you know, it just, yeah. it just hit me kind of one day, like, hey, I, I have this, I have this special label that, you know, we have a good amount of fans for, um, 
why not pivot over to this? And of course, not not leave DJing alone because it's still something I love doing and it's still something I do often. But maybe like not focus so much on um, trying to make something happen that may or may not happen and um, pivot mm -hmm. over to something that I feel a little more sure-footed about and um, feel a little bit more confident about um, in kind of maintaining the career that I want to maintain and, and kind of doing what I like, you know, which is... It's more healthy too. Yeah, right? it's, 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 it's absolutely much more healthy. Um, but, you know, I, I love New York. I love to be here. I love my friends. And it's mm. great to see them on a regular basis. But, you know, it's also great to like tour three or four times a year and go to Asia, go to Europe, go to South America, and just like balance it out like that. Where like, you know, mm. maybe I'm getting flown out once a month to DJ, but I'm not relying on the solely to uh yeah. to 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 finance myself um so you see you still you still have that creative output exactly uh, creative expression you still have yeah, that creative expression yeah, exactly mm. exactly exactly mm. you know and mm. i know there are there, there are other labels owners who do this in in varying kind of uh varying kind of ways um you know you could be somebody like an antal who runs rush hour who is just out there all the time yeah um, yeah but you know you could be somebody uh you could be somebody like a peanut butter wolf who um you know is out there occasionally you know mm. not mm. not as out there as much as he used to be so you know i i don't even think about that balance anymore when an opportunity arises for me to dj like i'm i'm always happy to take it and you know nicodemus and i tour together quite a bit and that's been a blessing but yeah but yeah, man, my my real focus here is 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 on the label, and um, yeah, you know that's 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 where I want to be, and that's what I'm and that's what I'm really good at. Mm, excellent. And 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 would you say that the um, desire to uh, opt for a healthier sort of balance and healthier lifestyle, and something that was a bit more uh, lucrative on the regular, not having that angst and that struggle would, would have been the inspiration. Yeah, absolutely. A big part of it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Just like wanting that regular paycheck, you know, wanting, mm. wanting to wanting that stability. I mean, we all get to a, we all get to a point in our lives, whether it's in our early thirties, mid thirties, or even early forties where we're just like, I don't have the stability that I need. And it's time, it's time for me to really think about, what that stability means and how I can achieve it. Um, mm. So stability was really a driving factor, and yeah, lifestyle was really a driving factor as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so did was it that that, that transition um, with the income, like you know, and the income projection from the label and try to sustain and and try to have it. I mean, obviously, it didn't happen overnight. No. Where you could have, yeah. When when did that kind of? When did you realize? Okay, now it's time to keep knocking, like knocking back the DJ work and go through that shift. Yeah, like yeah. So so what basically happened is, you know, I kind of made this decision, um, and I, uh, I I I took a partner on who is no longer with me, but um, mm. you know, he made um, a, a small investment into bastard jazz but at that time we were we were doing you know two or three 12 inches or seven inches a year 
because that was what I could afford out of like setting aside my DJ earnings. Um, mm. So he made enough of an investment that we were able to put out our first album, which was um, Captain Planet's first record, Cooking Gumbo. And right. that record um, surprised us and we got a lot of press on it. And um, we basically, you know, made our money back within that on that record and within six eight months and that was when i kind of realized like hey there's there's something here into like mm. doing artist development doing campaigns like really like really stretching out and really like thinking creatively and thinking strategically about this and you know mm. that's that's been a complete evolution for me like the way we approached you know the, the that first captain planet cook and gumbo album is very very different than the way we approach you know a new a new artist or a developed artist today so mm. um but that was what really started it for me man was was actually just putting out a full length you know and, and yeah. really like and really putting a budget behind it um rather than just like pressing a 12 inch and being like okay i've got 500 dollars to market you you know being yeah. like hey we're pressing your record to cd we're pressing your record to vinyl I've got eight grand that I'm going to throw into this project in terms of PR, marketing, social media spends. And um, it worked. It worked. Mm. It worked beyond my Excellent. wildest imagination, you know? <laughs> yeah. I, and um, I guess over the over time, you it becomes an art form um, uh, in, in un, like... Uh, the the nuances and and understanding the nuances and of of how to that strategy yeah. um, and knowing it's like it's like a game of chess almost Absolutely. you know like yeah yeah and uh, and I would say like I would say now you it seems like you've you kind of really mastered this sort of form like because uh, you you've got regular uh, releases coming out you're you're balancing both labels as well. Yeah. Um, you've 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 understood the culture around digital music as well, and physical sales, and you've got this. It seems like you've got a really nice system going on here, you know. And and uh, and I, and I guess that that's not something that you can just learn overnight. Like that's that's taken time. It's taken a lot of time. It's taken a lot mm. of time, a lot of reading, a lot of podcasts, a lot of effort, a lot of sitting alone in my bedroom late at night with a journal. Um, mm. But also, um, you know, one, one of the one of the best things that that we did and, um, you know, uh, Nick was a part of this, too. Nick and I are, are, are partners in Wonder Wheel, so we, we both own half the business there. Um, mm. But we made a group decision that we um, were going to start hiring people, you know, and th this was like what we were trying to do with both labels because both labels are really growing at the same time. What we were trying to do with both labels was turning me into an absolute stress case. And I mean, I'm still an absolute stress case. Um, <laughs> but, um, you know, that we needed to find some good people that we could delegate to. And, and that really started making all the difference in the world because it took me out of the admin side of things, like out of the number crunching, out of like, out of the, just like the the tediousness of uploading a record to your distributor and making sure that like 
all the file names are titled exactly correctly, you know? Yeah. yeah, um, yeah and yeah. that's a lot of work. That's, that's a big mm. part of this industry is Excel spreadsheets is like attention to minutia. Um, and mm, mm, mm. I have never like attention to details, never been a strong suite for me. And, you know, one of the best decisions I think we made was to bring on, um, first my kind of right hand man, JJ, and then um, over time, bring on some other folks, like somebody to handle shipping for us, and then somebody to kind of be a general administrative assistant who takes care of tasks that like, you know, we mm. have floating around that like doesn't really fall into anybody's job category. Um, yeah. And that's been and that's, that's been a real key to our growth, to be honest with you. Mm. And it's also been just amazing watching my employees, you know, who have never worked for a record label before, like send these unbelievable professional emails where they're like, holy shit, you got this down, man. You know what you're talking about mm. now, <laughs> you know, and that feels that feels really good to see my people communicating on a level that that sometimes higher than a level that I would be communicating on, you know, um, <laughs> and that's and that feels really good. You know, that's that's it's a great feeling. And that's that's contributed mm. a lot to the growth. Yeah, and, cre and creating that um, uh, uh, and being able to like offer uh, placements for people coming up in the music industry as well. Like, you know, um, I remember when I visited your office, there were, there were a couple of people in their office there that, and I knew that they were, they appeared to be in their early 20s. And they, they, I mean, it must be just such a great place to learn um, and, if, and and being able to you know, use their own skills and, and bring, you know, like that, that, I guess that's what's rewarding for you, right? Like that being able to produce a, a place to, to start people's careers as well. Now, you know, that, I guess we, you're moving into that kind of space now. Yeah, absolutely. And, mm. you know, mm. one important thing that I really try to do with my employees is like, you know, obviously we have, um, we have meetings where we kind of do um, performance reviews, you know, like once a year. And that those are, that's great. Those are big learning opportunities for both, um, for both my employees and myself, because it's a chance for me to give feedback on what's been working and what hasn't been working. But, you know, it's also an opportunity for them to give feedback on what's been working from me and what's not been working for me. So I really view it as, both of us um, doing a review of each other and walking away from that, um, you know, with with some actionables that that we can both kind of take and integrate moving forward in the work. But another thing that I, I really try to do is, you know, every couple of months, just sit down individually with the people I'm working with and be like, hey, are you happy with what you're doing? Are you seeing a place, are you seeing an opening here that you could fill the gap into? Are you seeing things that you want to do that's not getting done? Like, tell me, look, tell me what you're thinking about what we could be doing better here and how you could fit mm. into that. So it's kind of like a, a mini performance review, but more just like a, hey, like, where are you at with this? And, and what mm. do you think we could do better? And, and how do you think you could do better? And how do you think you could contribute in a more positive way that you would really enjoy as well? Mm. You know, mm. so just, just, you know, I just believe in kind of taking extra care of your employees, you know, and just like really looking out for them and, 
you know, with this whole virus thing, you know, one of the first things we do when we hop on Zoom and every morning is we all just check in and see how we're feeling. Like, you yeah, know, see, yeah. like, I, maybe I'm feeling depressed today and maybe maybe somebody's feeling hopeless. And we spend we spend 10 minutes talking about that before we even get into work, you know? That's great. Yeah. That's great. And that, and, that sets, mm. and that sets a tone. That sets a tone that we're a team, you know? Mm. That, that, that mm. it's not just like three people working for me. And I'm calling the shots. It's like, you know, I'll be like, guys, I'm feeling scared today. I don't want to go outside. You know, um, I'm, yeah. I'm worried. And and we'll all talk yeah. about this, like very, very honestly together. And and it, it really it really works um, as far as just really kind of bringing cohesiveness into how we're operating as a team. Um, yeah. I, I would even say that doing this remote work has brought us closer together as a team which is really it's crazy it's it's crazy how like um we've had to sort of see this new paradigm based on these circumstances and then makes us wonder like hey you know we we could be doing business like this a bit actually yeah. you know like we could be doing we could be operating uh, uh, the way you know, like it's it's showing it's showing on it's showing us a different light now, isn't it? Um, yeah, I've, I've, I've noticed that also with my own work yeah. and and uh, you know, like and I'm 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 as you know I'm I'm in Dubai, and like just looking at the sky, just the pollution levels have dropped because there's no cars on the road and there's no like it just it seems. It's almost like, hey, I can actually see blue sky here a lot clearer. You know, it's just, just crazy how we realize that maybe we we should be working from home more. You know, and and spending more time. Um, but you know, I mean, it's I don't know if that is the, the the way forward. But I begin. I think that we're going to start when things start to normalize. There, this part of this new experience is going to become part of our culture. I, be I, be I believe yeah. that too. And as, as we mm. see what's going to happen with our economy, um, mm. it might be time for a lot of, uh, a lot of offices to give up their, to give up their physical space and pivot to, yeah. you know, this kind of, this, this kind of remote work. I mean, WordPress is a huge company with a great example. They don't have a space. WordPress does not have an office and they have 790 employees working for them. And they wow. are just like, you know, they're absolute gods of remote work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. I, di I didn't know that. That's amazing. Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, people are doing it. People are doing it, you know, and, and mm. this, this may be the way forward. Mm. you know well what i what i do find really interesting and uh I'd love for you to, to 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 tell me a bit about your theory on it all is uh you know why have uh why do you think record sales have like risen and and sort of imp improved in in this last month or so yeah i mean it's 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 really interesting there's a couple of things that i think are going on here um Spotify listeners have slightly dropped. However, mm. the number of people who have bought Spotify, not the 9.99 tier, the just the regular tier of Spotify, those have vastly increased. So right. we're taking a little bit of a drop in the streams, but when 100 or 200,000 people sign on, 
with a 9.99 Spotify membership, that means our pay per stream goes up. So that's, that's one kind of interesting thing that's going on here. Um, and people are just vinyl heads. People are just really, they're still vinyl heads. Like, yeah, we're not moving as many as we used to, but like Juno tends to like reorder from us on a regular basis, like from our distributor, like Juno's hitting us, Juno's hitting our records up. They're reordering, um, our band camps have been quite solid. Um, and I think what's happened, James, in the industry is over the last like five to seven years, as the internet's become more important, <clears throat> connections between fans and artists have become more important and more kind of visceral. Like, you can reach out to your favorite mid-level DJ who just played Deck Mantle and send them a DM and be like, that set was amazing, man. Like, where can I listen to some of your other mixes? And that guy will mm. respond to you on DM and send you his SoundCloud, you yeah. know? And, and like 20 years ago, untouchable, untouchable. Like, you, yeah, just no right. way. So I think that like, this kind of coming together of uh, the music producers and the music makers and the musicians and the fan community and them getting a little bit more intertwined has created a sense of loyalty in music fans. So, yeah. you know, they're, they're, they're buying more records. They're, they're supporting mm. their favorite artists. And that generally happens on Bandcamp, to be yeah. honest with you. Yeah. Yeah, Bandcamp is just such an amazing platform. It really I, is. I love it. it really yeah, really I is. remember when I saw it come up uh, over what, over ten years ago when it started to surface, and I was just like, "Wow, this is this is gonna really this is a game changer." It's a total game changer. Um, yeah, mm -hmm. I've I I it's actually where I buy most of my music from still. Um, that there in Juno, and then the others sort of trickle after that. Yeah, but yeah. mostly, Bandcamp's like my first place. Yeah. I, I just find the music to be a bit more. I find it to be more personal with the labels. Yeah. And um, I feel like I'm actually I'm buying directly from them. Sure. You know, like which I am. Or, you or, know, or like the artists. You know, a lot. Yeah, all artists the artists exactly. Release and that money goes mm. straight to them. You know. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> and I think fantastic tool. And I think. What Bandcamp did last month was a huge testament to what kind of fans they have and how rabid these people are to support their favorite artists. You know, Bandcamp mm. waived all their revenue fees for one day. I don't know if you know about Yes. This. Yes, I saw that. Yeah, I saw and that. And it yeah. was the biggest the day they've ever had. Yeah. It was wow. the biggest day they've ever had in the history of Bandcamp. Like, Wow. Both Wonder Wheel and Bastard Jazz sales without us doing any promotion on this. Zero. We didn't say a word about it. Like our numbers skyrocketed. Not only that day, but the day after and the day after and the day after and the day after, man. Like <laughs> that's that's fantastic. Yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah. Uh so are you finding uh, like uh with now um because I guess I guess because of the record sales and the digital sales, there's a passive income there, and so I mean you're you're continuing to work pretty much business as usual, right? Right now it's right now it's business as usual. I mean I 
you know, there, there's a lot. You're just at home. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot of doom and gloom in the industry. We're sticking hardcore with our release schedule. Um, mm. And like, you know, we're doing well. We just released the first single from this populist record that's coming out on Wonder Wheel. Mm, but mm, it's mm. banging right now on Spotify. Um, I just released a Manatee Commune EP on Bastard Jazz. We just got like seven massive playlists for it. Like this thing is just like hitting, like heading towards the moon right now um, in terms of streaming. Oh, and, you know, I, I think like, it's yeah, it's business as usual, man. As as far as digital goes, it's business as usual until we see otherwise. Until we see mm. otherwise, um, you know, there yeah, there yeah. there is some worry that um, since basically summer is going to be canceled this year, yeah, pretty and, much. Um, mm. There's not going to be a lot of DJ gigs happening. There's not no. going to be a lot of outdoor parties. So there is some worry that djs are going to start dropping off and like our you know track source and beatport sales are going to start um are going to start kind of slumping mm. but mm. kind of my my perspective on both labels on both wonder wheel and bastard jazz is i've tried to move these labels away from being dj centric only labels because that only gets mm. you so far and like my goal is really reaching new listeners like you know and we've been successful at that like you know the, so that's through through streaming yeah yeah through, through streaming stream. or, or or buying vinyl you know like this this is the mm. thing that like dj non-djs do now they buy they buy yeah, lots yeah. of records and they listen to yeah. them at home you know mm -hmm. like i would be this new el bujo record we released on wonder wheel i would be very very surprised if the people that bought that were more than 10% DJs. I would say 90% are fans. Um, and, and that's really where I wanted to take both of these labels when, um, when, when we started really getting involved with them. Because, you know, I just, I, I, like running a DJ label like Defected and having that amount of success is, is fantastic. It's, but mm. I, I never wanted to be a singles label i never wanted to be an ep label i wanted to be an artist development label i wanted to get these guys have them with us for years and like let's make this a team effort and like build and build and build and build and build together you know until everybody's mm. is, is that the same same thing with wonder will like a similar kind of approach similar approach yeah, yeah. Mm. similar yeah. approach yeah. I mean, we mm. do a little, I mean, both labels still do DJ oriented stuff. Of course, sure. of course. For yeah. sure. Um, Wonder Wheel is in a crossover place where DJs can definitely get into it. Um, but a lot of people who aren't DJs are really feeling this music. So mm. I, I think, I think, I think Wonder Wheel is, is still more in that crossover with, with Bastard Jazz, um, you know, we're, we're doing weird psychedelic lo-fi, um, you know, our, our Bastard Jazz's roots are down-tempo music is, is Mowax, Ninja Tune, Pork Recordings, mm. like all of these That's great right. labels from mm. the 90s. And it's been really fun for me to go back to that sound because that sound is coming back around now. Yeah, yeah, you know? absolutely. And, I, I, and in the lo-fi hip-hop world, but I'm trying to like, kind of like pull the creme of the creme out of these lo-fi guys and really try and develop them. 
and that's the sound that I love so much, man. And I always have mm. like for the last 20 years. So, you know, but we're also, you know, we're doing a lot of funk and we're doing a lot of soul on bastard jazz. We're doing, we're doing some weird left field electronic dance records. We're, we're just, you know, man, mm. my, my, um, my label idol from day one, since I was 15 years old, has been Ninja Tune. Like, yeah. I, I respect them so much and what they've been able to do and how they've been able to remain so fucking cool for 25 years and release yeah. so many different kinds of records that, like, you mm. couldn't pigeonhole Ninja Tune into one sound. But, yeah. you know, it's a Ninja Tune record, you know? Yeah, yeah. So that's yeah. that's kind of, like, that's kind of my approach, at least for Master mm-hmm. Jazz. Well, that's a, I mean, that's a great model to, to um, you know, put... For, to, to work towards you know and use as a, a source of inspiration they've uh, you know they've been around for so long uh their releases even even those early releases still a testament like they're still great sounding for records sure. today sure. yeah it's such a great great record that, so yeah that leads me to you know your sort of your a and r process maybe you can sort of expand a little bit there yeah always curious to to learn about the kind of things that you're that tick the boxes for you um you know obviously for the passion and the love but also for a commercial sense yeah what are, what are yeah what are those kind of things yeah uh, would you, you, know, can Jay, you elaborate on that you know when when things tick the boxes for me in a commercial sense and i think oh my god i can make a shitload of money on this i don't <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> i don't you know, um, I, I don't, I don't trust. It's the least expected ones, is it? <laughs> I, I don't trust my commercial instincts, to be honest with you. I don't trust right. my pop music sensibilities. I don't listen to pop. I don't know about pop. Like, mm. I don't know what works with people. Um, and so, you know, we've had a couple of misfires where I thought like, oh my God, this record is just going to hit with like 19 year olds and we're going to make a boatload of money on this. And we did, we did okay on it, but like it didn't work out. So mm. um, I would almost just like set that to the side, man. And where, where I've really found the most success is with things that just like really resonate with me personally as a music fan. Um, mm. Just like, you know, um, certain kinds of production, certain kinds of sounds, like certain kinds of songwriting, um, just just things that really catch my ear. And you know, they can be funky as hell, or they can be like melancholic and 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 very lo-fi, like this Kumail record, this guy from Bombay we just released on Bastard Jazz, mm, yeah, um, yep. which is a beautiful, beautiful record. Um, Mm. But it's just, you know, it's just what resonates with me, man. And 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 I, I've learned to just start trusting my gut. I've learned to really not listen to my head and not listen to like the little Monopoly man running in my head. Being, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. being like, we're going to earn a stack of cash. I'm like listening to my gut and thinking like, this might be a slow roll, but I believe that there's a lot of talent in this in this artist and we can make an investment in him and we might lose the first couple of years but you know on on year number three we're going to be doing well and that was something that um sam from ghostly told me that i've always kind of like i've always kept with me is that you got to give people two years you got to give people two years from the sign from the time where nobody really knows them 
to the time that they're starting to perform the way you envision performing. And, mm. and so mm. it's, it's a waiting game, you know? Yeah. Um, and I get, and I guess that's more, more of an authentic approach as well. Like you're saying that you're sort of listening to your gut, it's a feeling and it's, it's what resonates with what, you know, comes from the heart yeah. more than rather than, yeah. 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 And, and that's, that's, that's a fantastic way to, to, to do it. I think when you, when you operate from that level in anything that you're doing in life, that it's it's gonna it's going to come out that way. Like it's gonna come from a it's coming from a place that's real. Like it's more you know more love. <laughs> totally, totally, man. And mm. that's that's what it's about for me right now. It's about fucking love, man. And yeah. And when I follow love, like other things come with it, man. That that mm. are unexpected, you know. Um, yeah. And, and I trust, I, I trust in love. I, I really put a lot of trust in love, uh, much, much more trust than I put in money or, Fantastic. or, or commercialization and we do. Okay. And we do. Okay. You know, yeah. I'm not out here buying a Ferrari, but like, <laughs> <laughs> I've got a beautiful office. I've got a few employees. Like we're doing okay. We're doing okay. Excellent. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. So, um, that, that, it's perfect uh like now you know spirituality and meditation is um i had no idea was such a, a big part of your life yeah. and um it and tell me tell me more about that like with your work and when 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 did you discover meditation and when was it something that you started to bring into your life so and your practice it, it's it's interesting man it kind of correlates in between the time that i realized djing was not going to work out for me right um, right and I just hit a low point, man, because I didn't know what I was going to do. Um, I had this label. I didn't have any money. Um, I was getting, um, I was getting really depressed and, um, I went, I made the mistake of going to see a psychiatrist instead of a psychologist mm. who I should have mm. seen. Um, mm. and this psychiatrist prescribed me, um, just some really shitty antidepressants that I really didn't need to mm. be on. Mm. So they weren't working for me. And, um, I, uh, I went off them and there was a severe withdrawal period going off these antidepressants. Um, just like lightning, like the feeling of lightning shooting through your brain, just like all these really, Damn. really, really uncomfortable, um, moments yeah. and mm. you know then i got over it and i was still left in the same place like fuck i'm not i'm not feeling well like i'm, I'm feeling like something's wrong here like something's missing so mm. um i was just happened i was hap i was in manhattan one day and i just happened to be walking by the tibet house which is um you know a big center for tibetan tibetan cultural studies and meditation and it just ha so happened the woman teaching there was a very famous uh, Buddhist teacher in the West named Sharon Salzberg, who in her, her um, kind of main focus is on um, what we call loving kindness or metta. And yes, you know about this? Yes. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And um, it's just really about extending love and safety um, and the wish for yourself to be happy and the wish for yourself to be stable and just all these beautiful things, not only for yeah. yourself, but for the world, for people around you, 
for people who are difficult in your life. You know, I've, I've done Metta for Donald Trump many times, you know? Yeah, the, uh, the, the triggers, uh, things that trigger you, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. And then and then eventually mm. just kind of opening up to the whole world and just like really letting Unpack this flow it. out of you into the whole world. So that mm. was kind of my introduction to the whole thing. And I just kind of stuck with that for a while, but I ended up getting involved in um, uh, a Sangha, which is just, just a group of like-minded meditators um, here in New York and ended up going on a retreat. Then I went on another retreat and then I went on another. How far back is this now? What's that? How far back is this? 12 years. Like how... 12 years. So, right, right, right. Fantastic. Years. So, mm. um, it became my daily practice. Um, I started going on retreats one or two times a year. Uh, oh, good for I've you. gone away. And these are all silent retreats. Yeah. Um, I've gone. Away. I've done a couple of those myself to the Vipassana. Yeah. Type, uh, yeah, yeah. 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 So mm. they're, they're Theravada and Buddhist Vipassana retreats. And, mm. um, you know, I think. Were, were they in the U.S.? Were they in the U.S.? Those? What's that? Were they, were they in the U.S.? No, they're in, those they're in Massachusetts, actually. Uh, right, yeah, right. They're, in, they're, they're yeah, right. one of okay. the first Vipassana centers that started in the U.S. It's okay, called Insight okay. Meditation Society. Um, okay. But, um, yeah, that's been going on for years. And, like, you know, the, the longest I've done is three weeks. Um, just totally silence. Just eight, wow. nine hours of meditation every day. And I sit here at home every morning. And um, it's changed my life, man. It's absolutely rewired my brain. Mm. It's, yeah. I, I can't yeah. tell you how much power it's had in, um, in, in shifting my perspective and shifting how I look at the world and, and just shifting the amount of compassion uh, and love that, that I have, like unconditional compassion and unconditional love for, for the entire world, mm. man. It's like, it's, it's been... Um, it's been the greatest it's really been the greatest gift that i've ever been given to be honest with you yeah yeah that's fantastic uh, i love it aaron yeah that's uh yeah I, I i just absolutely love meditation and i i do it myself daily and i i share the same sentiment so it's been um that's cool man been just a just it's a constant it's a constant thing like always learning there's always layers there's yeah new discoveries and and just a whole new, you know, just uncovering the veil all the time is just brilliant. Absolutely, pulling back the veil. I mean, That's and it. also we're 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 peeling back the onion a little bit. You know, we mm -hmm. we 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 notice we have anger, right? But then we can peel yeah. that anger back and be like, wow, this anger is actually disappointment. This anger mm. is actually jealousy. This anger right. is maliciousness. Mm. And like, mm -hmm. what's behind the jealousy? What's behind the maliciousness? You can. You yeah. peel that onion back until you get to the yeah. core. And then when you get to the core, yeah. you can just really sit up next to it and just be like, what is mm. this? This isn't yeah. real. This yeah. is ephemeral, you know? Yep. Yeah. So yeah. it's it's yeah. the beautiful practice, man. It's an absolutely beautiful mm. practice. I'm glad that I'm glad that you do that as well, James. I didn't know that about you. Yeah, yeah. I've um I've been been uh, an avid uh, meditator for a long time. Uh, I'm I'm doing a lot of different types of meditation. Well, one that uh, one now is uh, very much uh, sort of uh, you could almost call it uh, a CBT type practice um, with um, the trance-like 
um, you know, sort of reconditioning, sort of NLP type meditation. Are you uh, are you accomplishing uh, that through breath work? Uh, well, initially there's the, there is the the breath work, but also with um, uh, it's a guided meditation. I follow a, a guy who whose work I've been following for a while now. A guy called Joe, Joe Doctor Joe Dispenza. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm not sure if you've come across his work before. I'd, I'd like to. Yeah, I'd like to. I'd, I'd be interested in checking him out. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, now you, you've got weekly Zoom meditations happening as well. I'd love to hear more about that. You do that on the weekly now. And- yeah, we do it every Tuesday. Um, I don't lead, but I host. Uh, I basically ring the bell and ring the bell when it's over, and then I just kind of facilitate conversation. We have about ten or twelve people. Um, that's great so i do that and then um i so i i was supposed to go into teacher training this year yeah um because you know if this music thing stops or you know things get so good with it that i'm really able to delegate and just kind of take take some time and just step away from it all um i the only thing i want to do is be a dharma teacher you know, that's, that's, mm. that's really what my yeah. second goal is in life. So I've been doing the zoom. I've been holding zoom meditations on Tuesday, uh, with the group, but, uh, another interesting thing that's going on is I have one of these. It's an Oculus. It's a VR okay. headset. And, um, uh, I'm involved in a world inside the VR headset called Alt Space, and you know, at any given time, there's a thousand, two thousand people in there, but there is a meditation sangha in there, um, and I, I've become a uh, I've become a leader inside of this kind of virtual reality meditation world, where like they they built, they built this amazing world for me where it's a Tibetan Buddhist temple on top of a mountain with prayer flags. Like, yo, this is great. And, <laughs> and then you walk inside that you walk inside these, um, these cloths with the, with the wheel on them into this beautiful meditation room with, um, with the Buddha and with green Tara and white Tara on either side. And I, wow. I stand there in front of these Buddhas and there's 30, 40 people in the room. And I guide them all through a meditation. Like I lead the meditation and I do that every Wednesday at five o'clock. Um, and is this a, like, is other, is other people joined in on that, on this experience? Like with you, there's like 30, 40 people with you in this room yeah. or is this just, yeah, or is this so, a design thing? Yeah. So yeah, it, it, I mean, I think the rooms are capped at 40. Um, so oh, man. yeah, so I'm, I'm leading for that's next level, man. No, 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 it's the future. It's the future, man. Yeah. <laughs> I've never heard of this before. This is fantastic. Yeah, it's a really wow. it's a really interesting thing. Um, and it was it was really interesting for me, James, because uh it came about right when I was feeling really disappointed about not being able to go into teacher training. And right. and, and and so now I'm I'm doing this without teacher training, but realizing that like just for from 12 years of going on retreats and and sitting weekly and listening to guided meditations, like I've got all the skills inside of me to like lead, lead a group of 40 um, with no hesitation at all, with no notes, just, you know, just being able to do this. 
that's excellent. yeah it's it's really the future man if um the oculus is only about a hundred bucks man um you should you should grab one and hop on sometime <laughs> The, that's that's the device it's called oculus yeah, is it this is the device it's called oculus and it just uh it just goes over your head like this and it's it's amazing and it's a completely 3d world like you look up you see the sky you look over there you see this you look over there you see this you look down you see this it's, <laughs> it's completely immersive it's totally it's remi it reminds me of um that 90s movie um i just saw i just watched it the other day where you're you, you're sort of going i forget what it's called oh my god with with um uh not uh with with bassett angela bassett and um i, where, I don't remember that oh god i, I gotta remember that i watched it the other day where there's like complete realities and you can like put in different movies and you're going into the eyes of someone yeah, else yeah 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 uh, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, so yeah, it's been, yeah. it's been cool to be, you know, I've, I've been quarantined at home for 35 days now, but mm. you know, I really look forward to these, these Tuesday zoom sits and, um, these, these Wednesday meditation leads because it really gives an extra kind of strength and stability to my practice, you know? Right. Yeah. And, and, and so it is a, it is a daily practice as well. You do, you, you spend the mornings, do you do it before you go to bed as well? Every, I just, you do a little in, bit in the morning, in the yeah. morning I do breath work and I sit for 20, 30 minutes and it's Beautiful. just, it just starts me off balanced and, uh, Fantastic. ready, ready to, ready to go into day 36 of quarantine that without, <laughs> without any kind of like, this fucking sucks. I hate this. Like I'm just, yeah. I'm here and this is what's yeah. happening. You know, and that's yeah. that's yeah. all you can do. You couldn't be in the yeah, way. Yeah. You know. Yeah. 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 Well, um, Aaron, it's been an absolute pleasure talking with you. You've uh, really shone, um, shared amazing stuff about the industry currently, and that your what you're doing with your label and and meditation. I thought was was fantastic, and it's what I want to do with. Uh, um it's just expanding a little bit more for people in the music industry and getting them to to sort of get inside the minds of people who've been doing it for a while yeah. as well and the kind of things that they do and learning about i mean this is this sort of stuff especially with the work that we do that it, it's something you learn on the job yeah. you know it's something that you learn you don't you, you don't go to school for this stuff yeah. you don't like yeah and and um it's what I've, you know, what, what's driven me to, to, to create this podcast and thank you for being a part of it. Oh, you're very I welcome. really appreciate it. It's a great idea, yeah. James. I think, I think getting music people on and getting them to talk about more than just music yes. is a really, it's, it's, it's a really, it's a really good move. Thank you, mate. Yeah. I, I really appreciate yeah. it. What, please uh, share share um, uh, the links where people can find Wonder Will, Bastard Jazz, um, your DJ sets. I noticed that you've uh, you are you still doing the Brooklyn radio show? No, as well? I stopped that a couple of years mm. ago, but um, okay. I I have some new DJ sets queuing up. Um, I've been kind of getting awesome. back into that, doing mixes at home. So there'll be stuff yeah. on my sound. There, there's a bunch of stuff on my SoundCloud. But there'll be there'll okay. be a bunch more coming soon. 
Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. And 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 uh, what what are some U- the URLs and um, and if someone wants to send some music to for you to check out, where can they go? Uh, to? They can they can send uh, music. Um, they can go to the Bastard Jazz SoundCloud, and they can just send mm-hmm. us a message on there with links to their music. Okay, that's probably Excellent. the best way to get demos for us. All right, fantastic. Great. All right, uh, thanks again, Aaron. Yeah, you're uh, awesome. that's thanks for having me. Thank on. you. Thank you. That that's uh, Electronic Music Man with Aaron DRM Schultz from Bastard Jazz and Wonder Wheel Recordings. Been an absolute pleasure. For more information on uh, the podcast and other things, James Locksmith, head to jameslocksmith.net. If you want to talk about your uh, business and what you're up to these days, you need a little bit of advice, point in the right direction, want to speak to some people in the music industry please email me info at jameslocksmith.net. I'm happy to help and love to hear from you. Send me your feedback. Let us know what you think of the show. That's Electronic Music Man. Bye for now. Peace. Peace.